SCP-2091 A Bear and His Granddaughter Object Class Safe Special Containment Procedures SCP-2091-1 and SCP-2091-2 are to be housed in Site-282. SCP-2091-1 is to be kept in a standard animal containment unit. SCP-2091-2 is to be kept in a Type S humanoid anomaly containment cell. Requests submitted from SCP-2091-2 for various entertainment are to be approved on a case-by-case -case basis as behavior permits. Once every two weeks for 90 minutes, SCP-2091-1 and SCP-2091-2 are allowed to interact with each other in SCP-2091-1's containment unit under supervision from a level 2 researcher and a security guard. Description SCP-2091-1 is a sculpture of an Ursus Arctos terribilis grizzly bear, 1.2 meters tall at the shoulder and 2.1 meters in length. It is made out of polymer clay, with documentation recovered at its discovery point dating its creation to 1994. Ultrasound testing has shown cavities within SCP-2091, corresponding with the locations of organs found within grizzly bears, despite no biological tissues being detected with no mechanisms to give it the ability to move. Various parts of its body have been replaced with patches of grass, and two toes replaced with materials from a watch. SCP-2091-1 is unable to move itself or perform any action unless within 15 meters of SCP-2091-2. SCP-2091-2 is a human female by the name of Abigail Harlow, 20 years of age. Background checks and interviews during its time at the Foundation revealed no apparent history of anomalous abilities prior to SCP-2091-1 gaining its anomalous traits in 1998. When SCP-2091-1 is within 15 meters of SCP-2091-2, SCP-2091-1 displays locomotion and behavioral traits commonly associated with grizzly bears. It will attempt to stay close to SCP-2091-2 whenever possible, and attack organisms it perceives to be threatening or harmful to SCP-2091-2. SCP-2091-2 has claimed to be able to understand SCP-2091-1, saying it is its grandfather. Whenever within the area of effect, SCP-2091-2 has been observed talking to SCP-2091-1 and conversing with it, although SCP-2091-1 has never been observed talking. During its active state, SCP-2091-1 has the ability to repair any damage to its body by swallowing a variety of materials, having a preference for clay when given a choice. Footnote 1. See testing log SCP-2091-A through G. Addendum. 2091-A. A search of the house at Woodbine, Georgia, where SCP-2091-1 and 2 were discovered, revealed journals, notes, and photographs belonging to who was presumed to be SCP-2091-2's grandfather, David Lennox, as well as an art studio belonging to him. Obituaries dated to February 13, 1998 confirm his death, though no body has been found. Court documents show that person of interest 962, Jonathan Harmon, is the legal guardian of SCP-2091-2, though no documentation relating to Mr. Harmon has been found. The majority of the files recovered at SCP-2091-2's house were deteriorated or unreadable due to poor management, though what has been recoverable is in Foundation archives. Footnote 2. See Addendum SCP-2091-C and Recovered File Archive SCP-2091.
Addendum. 2091 C. The following is a transcript of one of the few recoverable pages taken from the journal of SCP-2091 II's house relevant to this entry. Journal Entry. January 5th, 1998. No reason to be cruel to your followers, and is leaving behind a granddaughter to inherit nothing but her clothing anything but cruel? With no family to speak of except for me, she'll have no one to turn to. And may you damn me to hell if I leave sweet Abby to the destiny of adoption, one which is unforgiving and cold as I have learned. You have seen me through those tough times, and I have no doubt that you would also help her through those tough times. But isn't the work of the Lord to lessen the suffering of his children? Scribble Marks A couple weeks prior, I had gone to a conference to meet with longtime friends in Cross City, for what I had then wagered to be my last time there. My physician had cleared me to go, and so long as I had Abby supervised by my friends in case of medical emergencies, I would be free to go with her there to worship. Unfortunately, I could not spend long, as most of my time was spent in the bathroom, sick and sobbing. I would not doubt that Abby was smart enough to catch onto what had happened. Jonathan had, by the intermission of the service, approached me as Abby and I were ready to head to a nearby store for groceries. He sat down with me as I sent Abby to play with Curtis and his daughter, Frances. He had wondered what my plans were should I die soon. I took offense to this, as I would not leave Abby in the hands of a system so cold and cruel to children, nor leave her on her own. Yet, I had been searching for months to find a suitable guardian for her. There were no other family or friends of my son Ian, nor could I locate his wife, though I have forgiven her. I do not know if I could ever reconcile with what she had done, nor speak or write her name. It is better for Abby to never know. What other plans could I have then? He told me that he knew of a way that could work. One of the services he had been to over in Franklin County with the group he had referred to as The Hand had taught him what is supposedly magic to work in accordance to the Lord's ways. I considered it blasphemous and was ready to leave when he handed me the printouts of what was needed to be done. I read incredulously, each word making me more fearful. Could I really continue to watch over Abby? The words must have left my mouth as well, because he chuckled and nodded. There would, of course, be the issue of my sudden disappearance. He had agreed to work out that issue as well, as he would claim to be Abby's guardian, believe me be. Could I be forgiven for casting him with a suspicious eye? Despite having known him for 40 years, since the two of us had grown up together as children, he was never particularly religious, though he informed me a few years ago he had found God again. Plus, he would be the final legal link Abby has to my family. He had encouraged me to research and to phone him my answer when I was sure. I thought about his words in the drive home. Whenever I was not tending to Abby at the hospital, tending to my art, or sleeping, I would be constantly reading the Bible, praying, searching for an answer. I had never given up looking for the best option for her, and it is only until last night that I decided. This, then, would be the best action to take. Abigail, I hope you understand. I will not guard her any longer than I have to, and I will not cheat you, God, by staying with my spirit on earth eternally. When her time in her body is gone, I shall join her to go to you. And if, end log. Transcript of interview, 
Log 2091-A. Interviewed, SCP-2091-2. Interviewer, Researcher Chang. Forward. Following initial containment and relocation to Site-282, SCP-2091-2 had refused to talk or allow permission for interviews. After deliberation among the team assigned to SCP-2091-1 and SCP-2091-2, it was decided to allow both to interact with each other, with strict security measures, to allow cooperation. After a 15-minute period to allow the two to interact with each other, the interview commenced. Begin Log 1830 Researcher Chang How are you feeling, Miss Harlow? SCP-2091-2 a bit better. All these guards look scary, though. I can't do anything about that, I'm sorry. We always take careful measures, just in case. Can you state how old you are for the interview? Sure, 16 years old. Thank you. Now, do you want to talk about what happened a couple days ago with that burglar? I'm sorry, he wouldn't mean to hurt anyone that badly. He almost killed that man, though. I had to tell him to stop. I was scared at first because I thought the guy would hurt me. And then when I was crying out, well... SCP-2091-2 stops at this point to collect herself and take deep breaths. Do you want to continue this later? We can set up another interview for a different time. No, it's... Okay. He just wanted to protect me is all. I told him to stop, and eventually he did. Is the guy okay? He'll survive. Your concern for the person who tried to break into your home and rob you? What if he needed money for food? He could have asked, but maybe he did it for a good reason. Well, let's move on to another topic. What is the relationship between you and your bear? He's my granddad. Your grandfather? Yeah, I think I remember that he used to be a person, and now he's a bear. Do you know why? I remember one night before I went to bed, he told me that he'd leave, but come back differently. He told me he'd be a bear, so that I shouldn't be surprised when I see a bear walking around. How long ago was that? Why did you believe him? Um. Ten years ago. I was six. Why wouldn't I believe him? He was a bear the next day. I saw him moving around. How did you manage to take care of yourself? It doesn't look easy for bears to cook, at least. He found books for me to read whenever I wasn't at school. He had taught me some things before he became a bear, I remember that. He taught me how to make sandwiches and how to cook dinner from a box in a microwave. We had a lot of those. I learned how to do it after a short time, and I can cook and feed myself. Do you need to cook for your grandfather? No, he doesn't need to eat, but sometimes when we play or when he protects me, he accidentally breaks a part of his body. Once he figured out how to fix himself by eating stuff, I got a bunch of clay for him. How did you ever get money for food? Someone paid our bills every month and would send stuff to our house. The label always said Harmon. Do you know who that is? No, but my granddad always told me to take them. He knew who he was. 
How does he talk with you? He just speaks to my mind and I talk back with my mouth. Isn't that cool? Can he talk to anyone else with his mind? He told me before that he tried. No one understands him. Sorry. That's all right. Does he know where Mr. Harmon is now? Hmm. Do you know, Grandad? SCP-2091-1 makes grunting noises while turning to look at SCP-2091-2. He doesn't know anymore. He used to be with him in church a lot, though, but hasn't talked with him after becoming a bear. I see. Is the conversation over? I'm getting nervous, and I want to go back to talking with my granddad. We can stop for today. Before we do, is there anything he wants to add to the conversation? SCP-2091-1 doesn't make any additional noise, instead lying down on the floor and looking between Researcher Ching and the security guards. He says he's afraid he'll try to hurt me. End log. 1851. Closing Statement Researcher Chang continued with superfluous and irrelevant questioning in order to ease SCP-2091-1 and SCP-2091-2's anxieties and discomfort to make containment easier. At the end of the interview, SCP-2091-1 and SCP-2091-2 were allowed to spend another 20 minutes with each other before SCP-2091-2 was guided back to her cell and the session formally ended. Thank you for listening to SCP-2091, A Bear and His Granddaughter. If you like this SCP, please like and subscribe, and follow the link in the description of the SCP Wiki, and vote it up to support it and the SCP Wiki as a whole.